It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. It is Eric Erickson here, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. I hope you're having a great day. I'm here for Monday Night Football, among other things. Uh, should be a good night tonight. And uh, I want to just, just take a moment and thank the fine folks at our uh, Las Vegas affiliate, Cakes and Tea for having me here today in studio with them uh, as I'm here for the game, here to, to hang out with them for the day. There is a lot to discuss, as you might be aware, uh, too much to discuss. So here, here's the thing. Um, I, we're not going to answer phones for the next hour because I just I want to talk to you for the next hour and explain to you first. Let, let, let's let's do the news as opposed to just diving in and in giving you my opinion on stuff because I got a lot to say on this. But my my view in particular is that I should allow you the information before I dive in and start making uh, the points I want to make, uh, just so you understand, beginning Saturday in Israel, 800 to 1,000 Hamas terrorists entered Israel through roughly 80 gaps in border fencing between Israel and and Gaza, and attacked 20 communities and 11 Israeli Defense Force bases. They took hostages, including children. They killed a lot of people. They invaded houses and killed whole families. In one case, they targeted the editor of an Israeli newspaper, whose children were hidden in a safe room for 10 hours without power, making no sound, as the Hamas terrorists waited for the family to show up. And instead, the father of the editor drove from Tel Aviv, took command of the Israeli Defense Forces there because of his rank, and they stormed the house and killed the terrorists. There are a lot of dead Israelis. There are a lot of dead children. There was a music festival in Tel Aviv. Hamas targeted the music festival and killed hundreds of people. They then went back through horrifically and at close range shot the faces off of the children so that the children cannot be identified by dental records. They they didn't just kill. They killed and then disfigured children. They slaughtered children. They killed survivors of the Holocaust. This was Israel's 9-11, except more so. Based on per capita population, it equates to more than three 9-11s. 
it was a surprise. And there are questions as to why it was a surprise. Why did the Mossad not know? Uh, there are credible allegations that much of the Israeli intelligence and defense forces have been at odds with Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, prime ministership and have been so much more focused on the politics of the Knesset that they did not actually, uh, well, they dropped the ball. They, they, they weren't actually committed and focused on their jobs. They were committed and focused on internal Israeli politics. They felt safe. And the enemy took advantage of it. There is news happening right now as I speak. Uh, there are increasing media reports that Hezbollah is coming out of Lebanon from the north and advancing on Israeli towns in the north and attacking from the north. Hamas is on the Gaza Strip on the south uh, west of Israel. And Hezbollah in Lebanon in the north Hezbollah has always been directly funded by the Iranians, and now Hamas, which technically is at odds with Iran because of religious divisions, but they all hate the Jews, and so they've been collaborating together. It's horrific. It is a two-front war for Israel surrounded. We have sent ships uh, to lend support. We are not lending direct military attack unless they need it. Uh, they appear to have it. Uh, be doing it themselves right now. Joe Biden, for his part, has called a lid already at the White House. That means the White House will be making no more news today. None. None. The president had a barbecue yesterday. It took this White House 12 hours to release a statement on Saturday. 12 hours. The president claims he was tied up in the Situation Room all day. Two of the statements released by the White House staff in those 12 hours were then retracted. One was from the American embassy in Israel urging Israel to show restraint. The second was from Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, who urged a ceasefire mimicking the talking points of the Palestinians, Hamas, and their left-wing supporters. They were both deleted, so two of the three statements were deleted. The third statement took 12 hours to come. And now Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, would like you to know that the Middle East is more secure and peaceful than at any time. They literally have doubled down on Israel and in the Middle East being more peaceful than at any time. Come on, people. We are being gaslit by this administration. And it just keeps getting worse. Now, let me give you some real talk here. The plain truth. It is easy for all of us, myself included, to point to the $6 billion that was released to Iran two weeks ago. Money is fungible. Money is fungible, and this White House chooses to obscure that fact. Money is fungible. If I give you $100, that then frees up your existing $100 for something else. If Iran has $6 billion to feed its people and we give them $6 billion for food aid, which we did, that frees up Iran's $6 billion designated for food for weapons support. But the money only went 
two weeks ago. We put it in a bank account in Qatar. It's secured, allegedly, but you should note the Qatari government has come out cheering on Hamas and giving aid and comfort to Hamas. So can we be sure the money is still in the account? But, but, if we're intellectually honest, we have to concede an attack like this has been being planned for far longer than Iran had access to that money. The weapons, the supplies, the munitions, they've been being stockpiled for some time. So the $6 billion can fund the next attack, but the $6 billion probably did not fund this one. So what did? I can tell you what did. And those of you who are Democrats will not want to concede the truth of the matter. And you can deny it all you want, but it's true. For the last two years, the Biden administration has turned a blind eye towards Iran selling oil to China. Unmarked ships filled with oil have sailed through the Straits of Hormuz around the Indian subcontinent to China, filling up China's oil refineries, and they've transmitted payment to Iran. For two years, contrary to sanctions, contrary to world demands, contrary to the public statements of the Biden administration, the Biden administration has turned a blind eye towards Iran selling oil to China. To get out of the Persian Gulf, to get out of the uh, oil fields, to get out of the oil supply lines of Iran, one must sail through the Straits of Hormuz. I've been there. I lived there. When I was a kid, both Iran and the United States competed in naval blockades to block ships coming into and out of the Straits of Hormuz. It's not hard to block the Straits of Hormuz. And we have the 5th Fleet stationed in Bahrain, which is inside the Persian Gulf, which is an easy sail to the Straits of Hormuz, where we could block the ships and inspect the ships and prevent ships filled with oil from leaving. We could make them turn around, and Joe Biden decided not to. Joe Biden decided to turn a blind eye while giving public lip service to a boycott, while giving public lip service to telling the Iranians you can't do it. Joe Biden turned a blind eye. Iran gave the oil to China, which gave the money to Iran, which gave the money to munitions, which gave the munitions to Hamas. On top of that, we now have documentary evidence and proof, photographic, real-time, visual proof, that Hamas has been using our military weapons to fight Israel. They've been using our guns and munitions to fight Israel. Where do you think they got them from? Not us. Oh, they've already acknowledged where it came from, the Taliban. All those weapons Joe Biden made us leave behind in that chaotic evacuation, all those weapons and supplies Joe Biden left behind, the Taliban have openly acknowledged they gave them to Hamas. We've got the pictures to prove it. They've been very open about it today. Now, you should know there is some disinformation out there. Hamas is crediting Ukraine with also supplying them weapons. Why would they do that? 
Friends, you've got to pay attention to the larger truth here. And this is the painful lesson for both sides, Republican and Democrat alike, many of whom are moving towards isolationism. China, Russia, and Iran are a new axis of evil. If they did get weapons from Ukraine, they probably got them from the Russians in Ukraine. Ukraine needs the weapons. Ukraine is short-supplied. You you really have to want to ignore the plain obviousness of the nature of the situation in Ukraine to think Ukraine, which badly needs weapons, is selling weapons to Hamas, particularly when the president of Ukraine is a Jew who loves Israel. Maybe there was corruption, but my guess is that the Iranians and the Russians and Hamas and the Chinese are playing on the dim-witted Americans who refuse to see what's happening in the world, to play to their weak sensibilities and their fear of a global police force, which isn't even what's happening here, to try to build a propaganda campaign against us helping the Ukrainians. This is all interconnected. West Africa, what's happening in Israel, what's happening in the South China Sea, what's happening in Ukraine before our very eyes There is a new world order on the rise. It is an order deeply hostile to the United States, and we must either choose to engage against it or we will be overtaken by it. We are an interconnected world, and in that interconnectedness, we are seeing this axis of evil rise. Iran is funding weaponry for Russia and funding weaponry for Hamas, It is all being subsidized by the Chinese as they expand their footprint around the world. And there are hundreds of Israeli citizens who have died because of this. And so much of this was unintentionally or intentionally funded by the Biden administration's willful decision to ignore what was happening. The Biden administration left weaponry in Afghanistan that is now in Gaza, and the Biden administration allowed the Iranians to sell oil to China, and they used that money to fund this invasion of Israel. At the center of it all is the Biden administration's failed foreign policy. You on the left can deny it. You can claim it's a partisan point, but it is the God's honest truth. We'll be back. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager, you don't want to be the bad guy with your employees, Bambi can play the role of HR for you, $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat, they do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. We're a little behind on sending the show notes out, but you will get it very shortly. And if you do text Eric to 33777 and subscribe to the show notes, you will get this story because you don't have to take my word for it. A senior State Department official acknowledged Monday that the Biden administration could not guarantee 
that humanitarian aid meant to support Palestinian refugees in the Gaza Strip would not be used to restock Hamas's military stockpiles. The official made the admission during a call ahead of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's upcoming trip to the Middle East. Blinken is expected to push Israel, Hamas, and other regional powers to ensure that a recently brokered ceasefire remains in place. We're going to be working in partnership with the United Nations and the Palestinian Authority to kind of channel aid there in a manner that does its best to go to the people of Gaza, the official said, according to his transcript. I'm also sure the government of Egypt will have some role in that. That was from May 24th, 2021. May 24th, 2021. And if you, any, if you have any idea of how these backgrounders work, that was the Secretary of State. That On background, that was the Secretary of State himself who acknowledged the possibility Palestinian aid would fund Hamas's arsenal. He did that in 2021. Yesterday... On Meet the Press, Anthony Blinken said, and I quote, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. The question was, what do you say about the argument that money is fungible so Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack? Anthony Blinken responds, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. Question. Question. I have a question. Why the hell do you give them the money if you admit they're going to use the money for terrorism? The question is, what do you say? Money's fungible. They may have known the money was coming and used other funds to help the attack. And Anthony Blinken literally says Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. What are we doing here, people? What are we doing? This is this is willful. It's not incompetence. It's willful masked as incompetence. This is insane. Wow, like Bidenomics is so insane as well. At least we've got Americans for Prosperity standing up against that. Americans for Prosperity is traveling around the country fighting against Bidenomics and the Biden administration. And good Lord, we need the fight against them. Bidenomics is terrible, and Americans for Prosperity is educating people on how terrible it actually is. They want you on their team. They want you on their side. All you got to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You sign up and become an activist with Americans for Prosperity, they're going to educate you and teach you how to be an effective advocate for free markets and free people for limited governments. They're going to teach you how to talk about Bidenomics and explain to your neighbor in easy-to-understand terms why it's bad and what the solution is as well. So you're not just complaining. You've actually got the solutions, the solutions for deregulations, for free markets, for free people, for limited government. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up today at Americans for Prosperity. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation coming to you live from the Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, out here meeting with radio folks and going to the Monday night football game tonight. Uh, Raiders versus Packers should be a good game. Now, 
uh, I, I, and again, if, if you if you want to call in, just just give me until the top of the hour because there's so much happening. There's so much news, and news is way more important today than than my opinion or yours. Frankly, just bringing you up to speed on everything that's happened. One of the things that has happened is the Democratic Socialists of America organized a pro-Hamas rally in New York City in Times Square, condemning both sides' violence and then taking the pro-Palestinian line. Uh, The Democratic Socialist Party of Connecticut and others, this is an actual tweet from the Connecticut Democratic Socialists of America. Yesterday, the Palestinian resistance launched an unprecedented anti-colonial struggle. Despite 75 years of occupation, Palestinians are standing tall against apartheid on Indigenous Peoples Day. We are gathered in solidarity on the new Haven Green, no peace on stolen land. Do you know who stole the land? The land was given to Israel by God. Now, you can say not true, but uh, the Israeli, tri- the Jewish tribes, its documented history, moved into the land thousands of years ago. They built a temple. They set up civilization. While the rest of the world were filthy savages, they were writing the laws of God and the laws of man in Israel. Where does the name Palestine come from? Well, it's a play on the word Philistines. It was meant to insult the Jewish people. You see, in AD 70, the Romans destroyed the temple. But they weren't done there. The Jews in the area could still remain. They didn't. Many of them had to scatter because of the savagery of the Romans. But they came back. They couldn't rebuild the temple, but they stayed. However, later it was the Emperor Hadrian and another Jewish rebellion changed the name of Judea, which is derived from Judah, to Palestine, which is derived from the Philistines, and ordered the purge of every Jewish person. It was only then, after thousands of years of territorial claim, that the Jews were actually fully purged from and banned from return to the area. They would eventually come back over time. The Arabs, however, would treat them rather mercilessly after the fall of the Roman Empire and the Byzantine Empire and the Ottoman Empire. The Jews needed a homeland. Why did they need a homeland? Well, they needed a homeland because, one, this is their native territory. Their temple was there. They were geographically fixed to the area. And so the European powers, after what the Nazis did, decided it was time to allow the Jews to return and to undo what the Emperor Hadrian had done and give them back their land that historically they claimed was theirs. Many of the native Arab populations of the area, though, that had been there since the Romans purged the Jews, claimed this was their territory, and they didn't want to share it with the Jews because they don't like the Jews. And the Europeans said, uh, tough. Nobody disputes historically this is the Jewish people's land. It's their temple there. They have archaeological proof of their existence there. So when you hear uh, no peace on stolen land, it was actually the Arabs that stole the land with the assistance of the Romans. 
when you hear this anti-colonial struggle, it's actually the Arabs, the Palestinians, who were the colonizers. But they don't care about that because they hate Israel. And you should wonder why they hate Israel so much. Why is it that an autocratic, dictatorial people hate the Jews so much? It's been very interesting to me to watch MSNBC and CNN coverage. Fareed Zakaria has been allowing Palestinian propagandists on CNN to talk about how the Jews are bombing mosques. Pay no attention to the fact that the mosques are being used as staging grounds for the Hamas terrorist attacks. On MSNBC, Jonathan Greenblatt, who is the head of the Anti-Defamation League, had to shame the network live on television. What MSNBC is doing is showing uh, the rubble in Gaza. They're not showing the rubble in Israel. They're not showing the Israeli dead. It is a subtle propaganda campaign by the left. The left hates Israel. And you should note the left's hostility to Israel because it's deeply relevant in the framing of the stories on MSNBC and from people at CNN like Christian Amanpour and Fareed Zakaria. Thankfully, at CNN, though, most of the major anchors there understand the reality of the situation. Wolf Blitzer himself used to be the president of APAC. Uh, Jake Tapper, Jewish, they, they, they pay attention. They understand you're going to get more fair coverage there than you are at MSNBC, but it's it's amazing that they've allowed Fareed Zakaria and Christian Amanpour to essentially run pro-Palestinian propaganda for as long as they have. And this week, to talk about the destruction that Israel is visiting on Gaza when it is the people of Gaza who invaded Israel, Israel did not start this. Israel did not start this. But there's something else more striking and alarming as well. The initial reaction of the Biden administration was to tell Israel to stand down. The initial gut-level reaction after Hamas's attack was to tell Israel not to retaliate. What happens is Hamas regularly sends rockets into Israel. It's happened with regularity. And this administration, its response is always, hey, Israel, don't respond. Hey, Israel, don't retaliate. Hey, Israel, stop. So that was their pro forma, templated response when the attacks began. And then it became apparent to the administration, what was apparent to the rest of us, that this is something profoundly different. This is something we haven't seen before, or at least in a very long time. This is extended invasion and violence. And they had to delete their responses. But this administration is headed into a campaign season and it cannot acknowledge that its actions led to this. This administration is not pro-Israeli. In fact, they don't like Benjamin Netanyahu at all. 
and they have been funding Hamas. Again, May of 2021. Get the show notes. Literally, people, you should text Eric to 33777. Follow the link to the show notes. You can see the story for yourself from March of 2021. From March of 2021. That is three months after this administration came to power. This administration acknowledged it was going to give money to Hamas and could not guarantee the money would not be used to stockpile weapons. They could not guarantee it, and they were going to do it anyway in March of 2021. And now they've given more money to Iran. Democrats in Congress voted to give money to Iran. You had the Secretary of State of the United States on television yesterday saying Iran always uses its money to fund terrorism. They said it. They said it on television yesterday. And so you have to ask. Reasonable people should want to ask, why did this administration give Iran $6 billion now and even more in the Obama administration and early in the Biden administration? Why did this administration do that if they knew they were going to fund terror with it? Why did this administration allow Iran to give to sell oil to China if they knew the rate of return would be to fund terror. Because they don't care. Because they're okay with the destabilization. Because they don't like Israel. Because they think if they make our enemies stronger, it forces us to be weaker. Because they think if we are weaker, because they view, the left views, the Democratic elite view the United States as the chief instigator of destabilization in the world, that if we are weaker and they are stronger, we will be more contained. We will be more restrained. And now I want you to understand how many voices on the right are starting to echo that. That we're the bad guys, we're the bullies, we need to be constrained. You're hearing it in strains of the right. We have an axis of evil growing in the world. We have an axis of evil growing in the world. The thing that stands between your children and that axis of evil is the American military and American might, which is why we must get our house in order, which is why we need to not be the police of the world, but to recognize that sometimes we must engage on the world stage. We can't be isolationist and we can't be all things to all people. It is not our job or our charge to spread democracy in the world, but it is our job and our charge to stop this axis of evil that would come for us and our friends around the world and upend the world order. Your children are less safe today because of the Biden administration. And many Jewish children are dead today because of the Biden administration. Yes, oh, you can say, oh, it's it's hyperbole, it's hyperbole. It's Hamas, why can't you blame Hamas? I've been blaming Hamas the whole time, but none of you people on the left want to acknowledge Hamas could not have built up their arsenal but for the Biden administration sending money to Hamas and sending money to Iran. Claiming it's for humanitarian purposes. How naive can you be? 
And the problem here, the thing that is the most galling, the thing that is so terrible about it is that this administration is not that naive. They've known the whole time this could happen, and they just presumed that it wouldn't or they didn't care that it would. I think perhaps, maybe, just maybe, the House of Representatives should amend the impeachment resolution to add in this. The funding of Hamas and Iran is malfeasance in office. And you can be mad at me for saying it. You can be offended that I would do it. But the dead in Israel are dead because of Hamas's weapons that they only have because of Iranian money that comes from the United States or was gained because the United States did not act. The United States failed because Joe Biden failed because in the words of Barack Obama, Secretary of Defense, Joe Biden's been wrong about everything, everywhere for 50 years. And the withdrawal of Afghanistan left behind so much weaponry that the Taliban willfully gave to Hamas. And our Secretary of State himself acknowledges they couldn't stop Hamas once giving money to Hamas from buying weapons. And that every time Iran gets money, it uses it to fund terror, and yet we still chose to give them money. That's a damning indictment of this administration from its own Secretary of State, who decided when Israel responded to tweet out that Israel should call a ceasefire instead of ruthlessly destroying the terrorist regime that has taken over Gaza. In fact, what Israel should do is level the place. This is, of course, all going to cause all sorts of turmoil in the world, including economic turmoil. You've already had 10 banks that have had their credit downgraded recently. Sure, they're going to keep making profits. They might even get a bailout. The Biden administration undoubtedly will bail them out or sell them to a mega bank too big to fail. That's why Swiss America has been sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash and an all-out assault on our freedoms. With soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse, we've now got world affairs in disarray. Swiss America can educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets now. Go and read their report, The Secret War on Cash. You get a free copy by calling or texting 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes a war on digital forms of currency. It's spreading quickly and daily. Go read The Secret War on Cash. It's available free to you guys. All you do is mention my name, Eric Erickson, when you call or text 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Message and data rates may apply. Keep that in mind. We'll be right back. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. You're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise. You need $250,000 or more. Those are the deals First Liberty specializes in to help businesses grow. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if they're a fit for you and you for them. Um, You should know that 
nine, at least nine Americans have been killed by Hamas in Israel. And Joe Biden um, sent out a mid-level spokesperson to report the news. Joe Biden himself couldn't be bothered, nor could the White House communications director, nor could the White House press secretary, nor could the White House national security advisor. So they sent out Andrew Bates, one of the least impressive mid-level White House staffers to exist, who released a written statement, at least nine Americans have lost their lives in these brutal terrorist attacks against the state of Israel. Hundreds of additional innocent people are dead. While apparently some individuals like Rona McDaniel consider this loss of life and pain a great opportunity, most Americans see it as a horrific tragedy. As the administration provides assistance to the Israeli Defense Force, this is a moment in which all Americans, regardless of political views, should stand shoulder to shoulder with one of our closest allies. No one can ever welcome this kind of hideous behavior or try to divide our country when we need to be united. Like President Biden said in his call with Prime Minister Netanyahu this morning, um, the United States support for Israel is, as it defends itself, is a rock is rock solid and unwavering. Um, Rona McDaniel said that this situation is a great opportunity for Republicans to highlight the President of the United States is not competent enough to take the 3 a.m. phone call. He's not competent enough to take the 3 a.m. phone call. It is notable that the White House sent out a mid-level staffer to report that these nine Americans lost their lives. Nine Americans, at least, have lost their lives, and the President of the United States couldn't be bothered to tell the nation himself or send out even his dim-witted White House press secretary to do it, or John Kirby, or someone of stature. They wanted to send out a mid-level staffer to punch back on Rona McDaniel for talking about this being a good opportunity for Republicans to point out Joe Biden is unfit to be president. She probably didn't need to say it so blatantly on the Sunday shows as a war is raging. But she's not wrong. She's not wrong. By the way, it's, it's notable that neither Bill Clinton nor Barack Obama have said anything about Israel. They're silent as well. Some of you want to speak up. I'm happy to take your phone calls this next hour, 877-973-7425, We'll go on an open phone lines now. I got some thoughts on the other side, but you can start queuing up on phones, but, oh, I've got a strongly held opinion you're going to need to hear. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.